Let's get this show on the road. Yeet. Right. Yeet. Let's see. So, our our esteemed roommate and sometimes guest, sometimes guest, good friend of the podcast, Maxim Deplug. He actually uh, did an did an event for Red Cypress uh, Brewery. Yeah. He, he he brought his food truck out there. Mm-hmm. Which we mentioned on the last episode, I think he was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned the... We, we, I think we talked at length about the, the food truck. Yeah, his old business and all that. Yeah. <clears throat> the Munchies fruit Food Truck, if you see it, you know, follow it on Twitter and Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram and all that stuff to keep up where he's at and everything like that. Duh Munchies, D-A. <clears throat> Duh Munchies, mm-hmm. yes. D-A, With the, the Munchies. How many Zs? There's a couple two Zs, Zs in there. Two I think Zs. it's two Zs yeah. now. So, he, uh, Red Cypress, they asked him to come out there and... Um, you know, do one of their because they have food trucks out there. I don't know every every day or so. I think yeah, right? every day or every couple of days. Yeah, they'll have a food truck in the back. Check out their <laughs> social media to see exactly when they have them. But yeah, yeah. So they they brought him out there and they gave him some free stuff. So I guess we can go ahead and just say this episode's brought to you by Red Cypress. There you go. Um, what they gave to Maxim was a thirty-two ounce. Crowler, mm-hmm. it's the wrong island. Uh, what is this? <laughs> it doesn't say it on there. <laughs> they don't describe it very well on the uh, the Crowler. It really doesn't. There. But I will say that the the label design is dope. Yeah, as fuck. I was gonna say if there's one thing we can say about this beer, it's the Crowler. I'm gonna it's looks gonna, I'm gonna amazing. put it on. Uh, we're gonna put it on the um IG. Yeah, because it's really fucking dope. It's got this opossum on it with like earrings and shit. Yeah, like. <laughs> salivating over the beer yeah it's great it's awesome so i'll pull up some more info but let's uh let's get that baby cracking yeah let's crack this bitch open so my name is marco dupa for my esteemed and powerful co-host adam obesius rodriguez what's up brewskis thank you guys for listening to the podcast um it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a good night Mm. this is the one beer in Okay, so just to, to fill in the info that we were missing, mm-hmm. uh, The Wrong Island is an IPA milkshake. What? Yeah. So I, I think what makes it milky is they, they've added lactose to it. You better go take a lactose. I'm a step ahead of you, buddy. I you remember seeing one? that. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing it in the description. I was like, I can't have that. <laughs> uh, may have a bathroom break in the middle of this episode, folks. That's weird. Yeah. So the description is a pina colada milkshake IPA brewed with coconut, pineapple, vanilla, and lactose. Hmm. Uh, so take a look at it. It's pretty, looks pretty creamy. Yeah. Um, like my dirt. All right. Uh, 7.9% ABV. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's rock and roll. Clink it up. Clink, clink. Ooh. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's actually better than I was expecting it to yeah, be. Yeah, it is. I like the pineapple crispness along yeah. with the creaminess. 
That pina colada flavors. Yeah, they didn't fucking around with that. Mm-hmm. They really didn't. I was a little afraid of it being too <clears throat> creamy because you figure, you figure something creamy with an IPA bitterness is going to kind of clash. Yeah. But now Any, anytime they do like a cream ale or a cream this, that, or yeah. the other thing, like it's always like, bleh. Yeah. You know? Well, let's, let us not forget about the, uh, the, the cream ale. The, the infamous. The whale cream ale. Yeah. That still has the distinction of being the lowest rated oh, man. beer on the Such podcast. A disappointment. I mean, even even like industry domestics rated Rate higher. higher than yeah, that. yeah, that, yeah, yeah. What, what was the brewery? Again? I think it was. It's Tampa the one. Bay? It's the one that makes Dukes. Uh, the the brown ale, which yeah. is actually very good. Dukes is really good, yeah. which is surprising. Yeah, that like Dukes could be so good, and then their cream ale could be so bad. Right. Um, it's not Tampa Bay Brewing. It's um, the something Brew Bus. It's not Brew Bus either. No, I don't are you sure? Think. Well, you're gonna. Uh, look it's Bold up. City. Bold, Bold City. City. Right. Bold City. Right. 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 <clears throat> well, and you know, here's the thing. Our our palates palates change, yeah. and having a podcast where we taste things and then review them, it's it's kind of you know it's 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 a it's a rough science to say yeah. the least. Yeah. And so we haven't had it in what three years almost. Yeah. I uh, haven't had since it since the episode. Yeah. yeah. So it would be interesting to revisit. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to dedicate a whole episode of just drinking the beers that we hated beforehand. You don't think that'd be fun? No, I think that would be torture. <laughs> I think if we were to go through and look at all of our lowest rated beers and get like the, the, the bottom three mm-hmm. and just have those back to back and see if we would change any of those reviews, might be th- kind of fun. I think, okay, yeah, all right. How, yeah, about, right. The, how about that? We, we'll have those. And then also to, to make sure that things aren't awful the entire time, mm-hmm. we also take our two highest rated yeah. and drink those two and see if we would keep that at the same level. I think that the highest rated uh, probably... Mine's Delirium Tremens, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's what yours is. On average, um, it, I, I'm pretty sure it was the uh, Hopsecutioner was top. Uh-huh. Hopsecutioner is definitely top five. Yeah. Um, highlight has to be pretty high too. Highlight's up there, but uh, there's there's some there's there's some stuff from um Uinta uh-huh. that's like really high. Yeah, we'll pull up. I'll pull up the list okay. to show you. Like, there's some shit. We we yeah, we we gave some some pretty high some scores. Pretty high scores, yeah, yeah. See if you regret that now. I mean, you know, organic beer. They really put their fucking ankle in it. Mm-hmm. So, I'll, yeah. I'll take it. I remember their black sheep black lager. <laughs> I think was, uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, all right. We'll we'll do that. Okay. We'll we'll we will look at the top the or the bottom three. Oh, like like red letter media. We'll do the best of the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I think we only need you know the one really good one just to balance out. Yeah. True. The rest of yeah. Them. Find our find our uh, collective best <clears throat> rated beer. Yeah. And then we'll uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah. <clears throat> so let me ask you something because this has been. I I don't think we've ever really talked about this. No, no, no. It's just nothing crazy. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever had a bad job interview, like one where you know that you bombed it? Hmm. How many job interviews have you been on? Oh, well, that's what I was gonna say. I haven't really been on many because I've been fortunate enough to stay with a lot of the companies I, I end up with for a long time. What was your first job? My first job was working at a dry cleaners in or near Altamont, just outside of Castleberry, actually. Mm. Yeah. What did you do there? Uh, I just worked the front. 
Really? Oh, you just did the register? Yeah, I, yep. I took the uh, the clothes in and tagged them. Mm. And uh, yeah, let me tell you guys, uh, don't ever work at a dry cleaner. Because <laughs> uh, especially in Florida, they have no air conditioning. Oh, yeah, that's right. If that's they why they do, keep all the fucking doors open. If they do the dry cleaning on site, they have no air conditioning. Because apparently, the I guess the Freon in air conditioning and the the dry cleaner <clears throat> chemicals can have a really bad reaction mm. so they don't ever have air conditioning in those facilities so <laughs> That's yeah insane. oh yeah and funny story i worked at two dry cleaners so i didn't learn my lesson the first time <laughs> uh but yeah that was my my first work experience <laughs> you were like i have experience at a dry cleaner yeah, i'll just yeah, find yeah. another one well the first one I, I got with my uh my cousin who was working there too but he Nicole was worked there oh, oh no, no, no uh, jason uh, okay my yeah. older cousin yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, he worked the back. He was, uh, you know, like through the clothes in the wash and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I worked at another one that I found through a, a a friend at school when I was still in high school. And then after that, I worked at Outback. And after that, I worked at WFTV, yeah, news station locally. Um, and after that, I found a job at a ad agency, and it was awful. Uh, doing social media, and after that. Um, I took a little time off, you know, just to, you know, have, have, have some adventures of my own. Yeah. You know, went to Barbados and enjoyed my time. Did you? No, no, no. <laughs> I was no. about to say when that's me trying to cover for being unemployed for almost a year. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was really hard for me to find a job after that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Luckily I'd saved up a lot. So yeah. I, I kind of lived on that and did a, a few like, um, freelance gigs yeah. here and there, but those didn't really pay the bills. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I ended up finding another job at a an ad agency, which is um, where I'm currently at. Yeah. So I haven't so, had yeah. many job mm-hmm. interviews, and I, I don't think any of. I mean, obviously, I didn't do terribly at any of them, but I don't know. For me, like, I always get that anxiety while I'm there, mm-hmm. and I get that sort of like you know that speech high you get when you're you're like doing public speaking or performing or something. Yeah. And you, you feel like you're on stage and like you have that, like the butterflies in your stomach, but you can either turn that into uh, like sweaty anxiety or you can turn that into like performance boost. Yeah. So whenever I, I, I find myself there, I, I usually, I don't know, kind of go between the two throughout the interview. Mm. But by the end of it, like I'm pretty good at talking in an interview setting. I yeah. feel, you know, because most of the time, like, I, I, I can be pretty dis- disarming when I'm in that scenario. If they want to be super tough on me, like, fine. But I don't know. I, I can do a pretty good professional, you know, uh, uh, <clears throat> Q&A style. Yeah. So I haven't had too much trouble with it. Something that always worries me beforehand, but I don't have any horror stories. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Because, I, man, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't been as lucky mm. or as fortunate, I should say. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's not really luck. I mean, you went to school, you, you put the work in, you interviewed for jobs that pertain to your degree. It's not really luck. I mean, you did you did what you were supposed to do. Yeah. You know? There's you know, I uh I've been I've been just just going from industry to industry, <laughs> just trying to find find the right fit. Yeah, something. <clears throat> something. So I have I have some pretty I have good ones I have bad ones mm. I have interviews where I I walked out of there and I was like dude I knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. I had them laughing like I did some fucking 
some some audition at a movie, yeah. and the, the fucking producers were like, "This is the fucking guy." Nailed it. Yeah, I, I love I love walking out of an interview or like an interview style thing. Yeah, feeling like you you just like crushed a performance, right? You know, it's good. It's, a, it's such a there's no high like it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it, it feels like a stage high, except when for you, probably heroin. <laughs> Go on. I mean, I can only assume uh-huh. it seems like a dope drug. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, right? That interview high. Yeah. Pretty fucking it's nice. high. It's nice. Pretty fucking high. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, seriously, it it is pretty. Oh cool. yeah. Yeah. To well, because it's like this thing where you know that you've you've impressed people mm-hmm. and an interview is all about like why do you deserve this thing and like to mm-hmm. tell people like well this is why i fucking right. deserve it you and they're like quantify yourself and your skills yeah you 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 know it's the first it's the first time where you're like you talk about yourself in a way where it's okay to brag yeah and no one thinks you're arrogant because it's like that's the point they right. want to know why you're qualified why you're here mm-hmm. why are you why'd you even fucking walk through these doors yeah what, well, you know, and let me say that's a reason why I don't like interviews and I don't like, you know, like making my portfolio and mm-hmm. and resumes and all that stuff because I hate I really hate like amping myself up. Yeah, I, I hate doing it. I, I'm not good at it. I don't feel um, but I'm OK at like, I guess, talking to people in that scenario. Yeah. So that's the part I can kind of help with. But I try to be humble other than that. You want to hear something crazy? Yes better be crazy <laughs> i think it's pretty crazy for us okay i mean personally all right on a personal note yeah i hate it too man yeah it drives me crazy mm-hmm. i know that you know if you've been listening to this podcast i fucking talk we talk and we talk and talk and talk yeah about it's, it's kind of point though but right you know. <clears throat> but i mean it, i think it's pretty to be clear. arrogant enough to think we deserve a show yeah, exactly exactly that and people I, listen to us <laughs> and, I, and i think it's pretty clear that we feel that you know we we share good enough opinions that people give a fuck right or at least I, like, that's what I the numbers show <laughs> right everybody but dude you have to leave a, a gap for people to go yeah and then we yeah. okay yeah all right yeah thank you dude i i um I hate it, man. Yeah. I hate it. It's the I, worst. I hate when they ask me that, when they ask me, so tell me a little bit about yourself. When I get that question on dates, mm-hmm. I hate that question. Yeah. I hate that question so much because I just don't know what to say. I, like, what are I, my selling points? Yeah. I mean, I have everything in my head that I could say, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, am I, should I say that? Yeah. That's a weird thing to say. Is well, that an interesting thing? It's like I don't know. Does that yeah. pertain to this conversation? Right. Oh, it's like when people go like, "What's your favorite movie?" It's like, ah, uh, yeah. It's like I don't know. Man. Or like, what do you like to do? What do you uh, like to do? Uh, what do I like to do? Live, man. Live. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, what do I like to do? Yeah. What kind of person just does one thing or right. two things over right. and over and over well, again? Well, my passion is crochet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and then and then even if you do have a, a, a passion, like that's the thing that you do. Right. That's all. That, you do that defines you exactly that's who you are as a person right you just do that thing well it's, it's a natural when you think about it, it's a natural um it's a natural question for somebody who wants to know in order to box you into a category of people like for me it's like they yeah. if they were to ask if you were to ask me right now what do you like to do i would say well i, I really like movies I, I love music i love video games yeah and so then you know okay this guy's probably a homebody <laughs> uh you know he he's kind of a dork kind of a nerd 
Uh, and yeah, he, he probably isn't super into sports, but he's probably really into like, I don't know, uh, nerdy shit, right? Right. And so from that, you can be like, okay, well, these are the things that I know about that stuff that I can talk to you about. Right. They can compartmentalize those things. Right. But it makes it easier. What about, say, somebody like myself who is interested in the same thing you are, mm-hmm. but also likes sports? Well, that's what I'm saying, too. Like, they wouldn't know at the same time I'm a huge Yankees fan. Right. I'm a Jets fan. Right. You know, and like. They, yeah. And, and yeah, they wouldn't know that because. You answer the question, you're like, okay. That does that shouldn't limit me for what I am potentially right. also but it, into. But it does though. Right. I love cooking too. Yeah. You know, I I I don't mind going to the gym <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> yeah, occasionally. You know, like so it's it's like those things don't define me, but you're making me define myself by these things. Because they need you to, because right. it's easier. Well, it's an interview. Yeah. It's an interview. Whether you're doing it for a date or you're doing it for a job, it's an interview. Well, that's what, I just hate that interaction. Mm-hmm. It's so weird and so fake. And so it's just a strange mm-hmm. thing. And interviews, I guess it still makes sense. When you're talking to a person, like, come on, man. You just learn that shit about me. Like, you yeah. get in my car, I grab the aux cord, and I put on a band, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, you like this band? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I do. These are the other bands that I like. Boom. We have mm-hmm. a natural conversation right. about it. For me to be like... Ooh, what's your favorite band? Right. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. I, you know, we've actually had this conversation before about specifically dating. Like, where are the where are the best questions to ask somebody? You know, that or, ain't it. Or what are bad questions to ask? Yeah. And you know, I don't I don't feel like those are inherently. I guess in this context, they are inherently bad questions. I never thought of them in, in that way, but in this context, yeah, I could see how that could be limiting. Well, but here's the thing: nowadays, I mean, maybe maybe back in the day when you had to. All you had was Facebook, and then you had to meet up with that person and like discuss things. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, dude, I I swear to God, the conversations that I'm having on these fucking dating sites yeah. will make you want to rip your hair out. <laughs> it's so they're so uninteresting, and just like I'm trying to. All I want, all I want is to just get them out. Mm-hmm. You know, I just okay. Look, let's talk. Until you're comfortable enough that we can be face to face, so I can have a real conversation with right. you. Because this shit over this fucking streaming ser- or not, st- but this app, yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, it's the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. Talking to people and it's just like, well, what do you do for a living? I do this. That's cool. Yeah. What do you do? Do you, I do, this. do you do you like it? I you know it's a job. Oh, that's cool. I have a job too. Yeah, me too. I also make I, money. I make and the money, and and I can use the money to buy stuff for us at a dinner setting. Do you want to go to dinner? Not no. yet. We haven't talked enough no. on this site yet. You I, might be crazy. Which I don't blame any woman for thinking Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Because there are fucking insane human beings who will chop your fucking body oh, up. We'll get to Ted Bundy later. <laughs> right. So I don't blame any woman for thinking that. I just, you know... We can meet up in a public setting. Your fucking friends can be there. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I right. just don't like talking on these on these apps. Mm-hmm. Even right, just right. give me your number I was we gonna can say, text. I was going to say, at very least, we can text. Maybe we can have a conversation on the phone like a itself. Real, yeah, like a real... I'm just, See if there's any chemistry out of a text, 
you know like to actually speak to somebody is a very different experience than yeah. texting them well and the and the thing is it's because we're in that in-between generation mm-hmm. where you know people younger than us have no idea about talking to somebody on the phone right people uh, older than us that's all they did right so we're in that in we between have a little bit of both. where we did yeah. that and then we didn't do that now we're transitioning to this thing where it's like oh this is this is how people date now mm-hmm. This is how I'm supposed to communicate with other human beings. I oh, can't yeah. just call them. I vividly remember in, I think, probably freshman year of high school, trying to get girls' numbers so I could talk on the actual landline the phone. landline, bro. Oh, my God. Dude, I... They I, would write it down on your hand. On your hand. And you had to hope that you didn't, like, sweat on it. Get too sweaty, yeah. Yeah. So you, like, wrote it down on a piece of paper. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you didn't lose that piece of paper. Yep. Dude, I... I looked up a chick's number on in 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 the yellow in the pages. yellow pages <laughs> are you from 1954 <laughs> we had everybody had it everybody had the yellow hello pages. operator i found this girl's number and i called and uh and she wasn't home at the time <laughs> but that's what we had to go through uh-huh you know it wasn't this easy I remember vividly staring staring at the phone, pressing the buttons, mm-hmm. and with each button press, my heart beating harder <laughs> and harder until I could only hear it in my ears, Yeah, like the blood flowing through my ears yeah. and hearing the dial tone and wimping out and, and hanging yeah. it up. Yeah. I, I couldn't handle I couldn't handle it. I did that a couple of times. Yeah. <clears throat> that was honestly the first time that I... Um, I told myself like it was one of the first times where I was like it, it, it was like a mind over matter thing mm-hmm. where I told myself like look just fucking do it just fucking do it just fucking do it yeah. and the only way that I was able to get through it was like look good or bad you have to stay on the phone you have to you have to do this yeah. get through yeah and so it was like you stay on the phone until they pick up if they pick up you have to have the conversation. Mm-hmm, you can't be mm-hmm, weird mm-hmm. and fucking hang up the phone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you have to have the conversation. And that was one of the first times, like, calling when I was young, calling chicks and being like, fucking do this. Yep. You can do this. Mm-hmm. Fucking do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> all anxiety. Yeah. All anxiety, all, uh, all, um, what's, what's the word? Um, adrenaline. Yeah. 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 All adrenaline. Mm-hmm. All just sweaty palms. All just heart pounding. Yep. Just fuck. All right, we can do this. We can mm-hmm. fucking do this. We can fucking do this. Yep. I can fucking do this. And just like, just like a good interview, if you hang up the phone, and you feel good about it. Very, you, very few feelings are better than that in the world. Right. You get a nice. I'll talk to you later. Well, the other things right. you never know. Yeah. You never know. She could hang up that phone and just laugh hysterically <coughs> at how stupid you are. Yeah. True. And that's where the anxiety comes. Oh, in. I've I've had I remember conversations in which I talked to a girl on the phone. And heard her friends giggling in the background. Uh, and I was like, all right, well, this is over. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> when you don't even know what those giggles are. Right, right. You're it could be like telling oh, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no, I stuck through it. I stuck yeah. through it. But by, by the end of it, I was like, all right. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. My mom's calling. <laughs> my mom needs to use the phone. Mm-hmm. I, wonder, I wonder how my brothers handled it. You know, yeah. how they were able to, like my, my, my oldest brother, I mean, just like, it was just a revolving door of, of beautiful women. <laughs> he probably had a pager. Like, How do you do this? How, probably what? He probably had a pager. He did have a pager. Yeah. He 100% had a My pager. My brother had a pager too. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. A beeper, you may call it. Crazy that you would think 
that like I mean, you had so many people contacting you that you needed another apparatus mm-hmm. to to maintain to handle all these yeah, all these so many messages. people trying to get in contact with you. Yeah. Like, I have this thing on my belt that tells me like, is that person important enough to get mm-hmm. back to? Only if it says nine one one. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> Insane. Anyway, so but back to jobs. Yes, yes. <laughs> job interviews. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've had some bad ones. I recently had a bad one. Mm. You know, trying to just trying to. I mean, I'm just trying to find my fucking. I'm just trying to find my fucking place in the world, man. Yeah. Just trying to figure shit out. You know, like it's, it's it's hard. It's it it's the first time. It's probably like really late in my life <laughs> to be having these kinds of thoughts, but it's the first uh, it's time where I'm like. What am I doing, you know? And yeah. what am I gonna do? Yeah. Like if if let's say, you know, nothing works out and I have to just pick like a quote unquote real world job. Mm-hmm. Like what am I gonna do? You know? And yeah. it's it's just been a really weird it's just it's 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 a strange thing. I it's all it's been consuming my thought process. Mm-hmm. And so I got I had another <clears throat> I had an interview at this job at a hospital where I wouldn't even be doing anything that was like too tasking. Mm-hmm. It was, I definitely wouldn't be like, I don't have a degree. So it would, I would, I'm not like a nurse or anything. Right. It was like in the bowels of the hospital <laughs> where you don't see people. And even that I had this interview and you know, first, first of all, I showed up late. Okay. That's a bad start. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how late it, are we talking? Uh, 15 minutes okay so not not good no because you want to if you're going to be late if you have to be late five ten tops five ten tops right exactly you can blame it on traffic you can say i had a hard time finding the building mm-hmm. whatever five minutes you can say i was here i was just trying to i, I didn't know where the fuck to go i had to find parking you know yeah. it's really really tough out there Boom. sorry easy 15 minutes anything past 10 minutes is like all right you fucked up you didn't right. wake We're up early enough. For you now. Yeah, we have to we have to change plans. And in fact, he did have to change plans. Ugh. Guys, I was interviewing with, he had to go into a meeting, so I interviewed with people who I'd never even spoke to before. Eesh. And um, you know, I just <clears throat> I just didn't answer the questions the way. I mean, that, it, it, honestly, from that point, it's hard to salvage that. Yeah, yeah. When the thing is, like, I didn't um, I didn't apologize for being late mm. because. Um, I didn't I didn't interview with the person who I thought I was going to interview with. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they came to me and they were like, hey, excuse me, we're sorry about this interview being so such short notice and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So I'm like, they're apologizing to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't even know that I was <laughs> late. Yeah. So I just didn't even fucking think about okay. it. It's probably stupid. And people mm-hmm. are like, that was fucking stupid. Why would you think that? I don't know. Okay. But I did at that the time. That guy's really rude. <laughs> so, that I mean, that's probably what they thought. Yeah. They're like, okay, he didn't apologize for being late. He mm-hmm. was super fucking late, and he didn't even give a shit. Mm-hmm. And then the questions, apparently, like, I answered them like a jackass. How do you know that? Because my mom... Uh, called is, you jackass. <laughs> basically. Huh. My mom was the person who, like, got me the hookup at this job. Mm-hmm. And uh, she knows the person who, like, the hiring manager. Not, not on some... Um, nepotism type shit obviously or mm-hmm. i'd have the fucking job and we wouldn't even be talking about it <laughs> not good enough nepotism clearly <laughs> right good enough nepotism to get the interview not enough to get the fucking job right uh and so she she calls me and this is what she does this is the this is the ploy this mm-hmm. is the this is her play right, right. she calls me and she's like how did it go and i'm like uh eh, i don't know 
And she goes, I know. You know how it went. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Uh-huh. And she's like, you know how it went. I'm like, okay, you obviously know how mm-hmm. it went. How about you, you tell fucking me. tell me? Uh-huh. And she's like, it, it went terrible. I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I'm glad that I know that. That's right. going to really help my day. So. I'm glad somebody out there hates me. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was just, I've been doing job interviews for a decade. Yeah. And still, you can answer a question really weird or awkward and like just, you know, and it's just it's I don't know, man. Like I read stories about how uh, some businesses will like give a homeless dude a shot. Right. Mm -hmm. He comes in there and he's disheveled and whatnot, but he he talks a good game and they're like, "Eh, fuck it. Let's give this guy a shot. Yeah. You know, I come in there looking a million bucks, Mm -hmm. but not talking the right game. And they're like, nah, Nah. fuck that guy. Yeah. You know, look, it's uh Personality is key yeah. in, in almost anything. Mm-hmm. So if you come off awkwardly or looking like you don't really care, nonchalant about stuff, yeah, eh, I mean that's enough right there. Even if even if you were walking there looking homeless, uh, if you were to talk yourself up well enough, answer the questions correctly, uh, and you know put on a good face, yeah, that's all you really need. Yeah, I think that was the problem. Was I walked in there looking like I didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. When, I mean, in actuality, I was like, I want the job. Right. But I guess I came across like I didn't give a yeah. shit. Which, I mean, that's like story of my life. I always come across like I don't yeah, give a well, shit. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of times, there are a lot of situations in which that's the right move. Yeah. Is to come off like not too needy, not like you want it too bad, yeah. not not desperate. Um, but what I've learned is not at a job interview. Not at a job interview. You want to you wanna want it. You want people to know that you want this opportunity Mm -hmm. because really in their eyes, they're giving you a shot. Yeah. You have to prove why you are valuable enough for them to put you on a payroll. Cause one person somewhere is saying to another person, I believe in this person. Mm -hmm. Let's give them a chance. Right. And if you prove them wrong, that person's going to go, you fucked me. Right. I said that you would be good Mm -hmm. for this and you fucked it up. Mm -hmm. Now you're making me look stupid. Right. It makes them look bad. Yeah. Makes them feel stupid. Uh, so, yeah, people people have to stick out their neck a little bit. The hiring managers and everybody else, like, unless there's something completely out of the blue that, like, you know, you just start, I don't know, walking in without pants one day. <laughs> you know, like, stuff like that that they can't really, like, tell is going to happen. Yeah. Fine. But if it's just like, yeah, I made a bad judgment call on this guy. Yeah, this guy is just not good. It makes them look bad. It makes yeah. them look stupid. So they're putting a lot on the line. They want the safest bet they can possibly have. And if you're going in there, you know, strutting around going, yeah, I don't really need this, but it'd be cool if I had it, you yeah. know, whatever. They're going to go, no, no, yeah. there's somebody else out there who, who wants it more than you. Right, exactly. And that's an easy, and they're going to work harder to make. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to work twice as hard. They're going to do, they're going to pay more attention mm-hmm. and you know, they're going to hedge their bets on that person as opposed to somebody who looks the part, but doesn't yeah. seem the part. Well, and, the, and you know, the, the craziest thing is I thought, I thought that I did, I thought that I did okay. I didn't mm-hmm. think that I like crushed it. I didn't walk well, out of there thinking like, oh, I killed it. Right. But I thought that I did oh, well enough. What's What do you feel is like the worst part? Besides being late, what do you feel is like the weakest part? Oh, of? I can tell you what the weakest part was no, because I know what it is. Tell, tell me tell me in the class. Did your mom tell you? Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, it's so cringy. No, no dude. I, it's all I thought about yeah. all day. I was at work just thinking like, oh. God, I'm such an idiot. I just want the audience to know Marco's currently holding himself. Yeah. yeah. He's just curling into a ball right now. <laughs> the body language yep. says it all. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I okay. So my mom told me about the job, right? Right. She set up the interview and everything. Well, she she told she didn't set up the interview. She told the guy who runs the position, the manager of the position, mm-hmm. she told them that my son would be a good fit, give him a chance. Right. I sent my resume, I talked to the guy, so I set it up. You know what I'm right, saying? Like right, she right. just she just like stuck her neck out for me. Yeah. As a good mother does. Started the role, the ball, the ball rolling. I exactly, say. exactly. Yeah. So she knows the guy. You know, it's not it, it it's 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 not like a family business or anything. But she knows the guy and everything, so she gets uh, insider information. Mm-hmm. So when she called me and told me that I fucked it up, the first <laughs> thing she told me was like, "They said that you said my mom said that it would be a good opportunity, like <laughs> like as if." The only thing that mattered was mommy said that I should do it, and so that's why I'm here. Oh, and I'm like, no. that is not what I fucking said. Right. But that's what they heard. Right. That's what they read from what you said. Yeah. What I, get... I what I said uh-huh. was my mother told me about the job, and I thought that this would be a good opportunity to get my foot in the door of this great company, which it is. Yeah. You know, it's still a great company. It has right. nothing to do with this. And that's what I said. Right. And they heard... Mommy said that I should do this. So I'm, I'm doing only it. here because mom said so. <laughs> right. Ugh. And so that it really I mean it was it was my fault. I didn't elaborate. I didn't like explain I didn't like go into detail as to like why I felt like I was a good fit for the job, mm-hmm. why I thought that it would be a good company to get my foot in the door of. Why you're, I, why you're passionate about working for this yeah, company? What I've learned fucking up job interviews and <laughs> and like getting feedback for those fuck ups right and anybody who's listening to this who's still going on job interviews whether you have a degree and you're trying to get into the industry that you have your degree studied, in or what yeah. have you the first thing that you should do and this may seem like a no brainer but mm. I know that there's other people I, I know that there's people out here who will benefit from this right do your research on the company Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, but for real, for real. Yeah. Don't don't fucking just Google it and say, okay, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Do your research. When they ask you why you would be a good fit or why you chose them or whatever that has mm-hmm. that pertains to the company yeah. that you're interviewing with, you better have some fucking answers. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh you no, I'll, I'll I'll elaborate on that even further. Um, specifically in my interview for Find Someone One More, the current <clears throat> company I work for. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked me flat out, like, well, why do you want to work for us? Yeah. Like, what what about our company made attracted you to the job? Mm-hmm. And if I were to have said, oh, I just haven't worked in a while and I'd really like to get some money, <laughs> they're going to be like, uh, no, leave now, right, please. Right. Like, the fact that I actually... And, and first of all, this is something that you should do for yourself to make sure that the company is a good fit for you. The, That's com- good point. the company culture is a good fit for you. It's something that you want to be in. That's good you point. know, look them up, see what their reviews are on Glassdoor.com. Yeah, no, not a plug. Uh, they don't sponsor <laughs> us yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like do yourself the favor and look them up. Look at their work. If it's a creative job, especially, look at what they've done in the past. Look at their clients. Um, you know, look at what they're famous for. You know, what what do they do? What do they really do? What's their history? Check out their about section. Read everything on that. Uh, read up about your the, the specific role that you're going to be working uh, for. Um, read about the 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 team that you're going to be on. 
you know, like do as much investigative research as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. So first of all, you don't go in there blind and you don't know what you're getting into because nobody wants to go through the entire hiring process and training to only figure out that they're miserable Yeah, there, which, you know, could still happen. You yeah. don't know until you're actually working there. But at the same time, if you see red flags when you're researching them, you could, you know, not waste your time and right. move on. Right. However, uh, specifically for the hiring and like interview process, knowing specifics about, you know, what, who their clientele are, being able to say specifically, oh, you know, I, I really liked your guys' website um, because of the aesthetics of whatever, or, um, you know, I'm really impressed that you guys worked with X company, you know, and I, 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 I think that really sets a precedence in the area and that really impressed me. And I'd love to work for a company that, you know, is has such a, a clientele list like this. Yeah. You know, whatever whatever the industry is, there's a way for you to wow them by sharing information that somebody wouldn't know unless they were a fan. Yeah. Treat them like you're their biggest fan. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean even Act if, like you care. Even if you're full of shit. Right. If you do that research, you can come across like obviously you're not full of shit. Right. It, it's know? I mean it's 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 just smart. Yeah. Take out the time. It's all about effort, yeah. really. Even if you even if you were to fumble a few uh, answers, if you were to back up your claim as to why you think you deserve a job here and why you want it, yeah. show that you want it. Because there's nothing more unattractive to a <clears throat> recruiter or somebody that's that the hiring manager than somebody who doesn't seem like they really want to be there. Because yeah. that is the time that you show how much you want to be there. Because mm. once you get hired... If you don't, in the interview, look like you want to be there, imagine when you get hired and you're going in there nine to five every day. Yeah. You think that's going to improve? Just schlubbing it. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Now you're on the payroll and you're not doing anything. Yeah, they're you know? paying you to be a dickhead. Exactly. For eight hours. So nobody's going to want that. So do your research. <laughs> put in a little effort. You'll know if it's worth the effort by doing that research. Yeah. So if midway through your research you go, I don't like this company very much, yeah. then stop. But it's probably worth it. I guess I guess because I've spent so much of my life thinking like you know I'm a hard worker I'm going to bust my ass for whatever company that I work for. Right. That that's enough. You know? That that's hard to share with somebody though. <clears throat> yeah, right. You know? Right. Without them being there and seeing you do the work yeah. in the past, there's no real way to to share that. Yeah. How do you quantify how much how hard a worker you are? Yeah. You can say you can talk a big game all you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine how many people go into a job interview and go, I work really Real hard. hard. Like, that's nothing. What's your one flaw? I work too hard. I, w- <laughs> I work too hard. Uh, you know, I put it all on the line for my, the companies I work for. <laughs> I, work, I work, work too, too hard. hard, man. I that's bust what, my back. That's what they say. Old Dupa, he's just working too hard. Uh-huh. Just working too hard for his company. <laughs> yeah, seriously. They right. don't give up. There's no way to prove that. No. Not until you actually do it. Right. You know? Well, and, and what I'll say for you in in this failed interview is I think the reason why they read what you said that way is not because you necessarily said it wrong. Of course, you could have you could have been more detailed. You could have said something, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, in a different way, maybe mm-hmm. to, to not elicit that sort of like, I'm only here because my mom told me to be here. <laughs> right. Because um, if what you said is true, exactly what you said, the way you said it, that in my mind, if I was the interviewer, I wouldn't read it that way. However, yeah. you painted yourself into a corner by being late. 
yeah in the first place so they're gonna see that and or they're gonna they're gonna see the fact that you were there late and then also the fact that maybe you came off a bit too nonchalant yeah and then they're gonna read they're gonna paint everything else you say after that in a negative light yeah they're only gonna see it in that negative way yeah so if you were there on time and you were interviewing with the right person and you were to say that same exact thing i don't think you'd have the same result yeah maybe i yeah you know maybe yeah i think an an eternal flaw for me is just appearing nonchalant yeah people think that i don't give a shit about stuff Mm -hmm. because like the way like my body language and the way that i like talk about things and stuff other than like even my opinions on things people you know it's just an opinion at the end of the day i'm like i don't really give a shit so except for call of duty (laughs) even that like if the game if i never played that game again like (laughs) i don't care (laughs) <laughs> I don't care. Born alone, die alone. Yeah, exactly. You know? I don't really give a fuck. I don't. I really. I truly don't. Yeah. I truly don't. And I think that that's like that was one of the reasons why I couldn't move up in um, the last company that I worked for. There was a supervisor there, and one of the. I think it was bullshit, but it mm. was. It was actually. It was bullshit, but it's also a good enough reason to not give me a better opportunity. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like it. I think they were full of shit. They just didn't want to give me the opportunity. But it's also a a good enough reason that, like, if you put it on paper, it'd be like, well, okay, yeah, fine. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Because it was like, they would come out, and I'd be at the supervisor desk, and I would just be, like, relaxed, you know, mm-hmm. sitting back, yeah. you know, whatever, like, ugh, chilling, chilling, basically. And they were like, you look, you don't look professional. You look too relaxed. Why would we right. give you this higher up position if you don't? take it seriously and it's like but that's just who i am sorry man. i have good mental health <laughs> exactly i'm sorry that i'm not like you, freaking out. you want that me was, to look stressed dude that was the thing though that's what i said to them i'm yeah. like i can't sit there and be buried at the desk like stressing out right. i'm not gonna do that that's not who i am well, that's that's a professional flaw in a lot of specifically american work culture is mm-hmm. that stress means proficiency or right. stress means working hard it's right. not it, it's not true no it's not true it's not true at all. In fact, it, it's counterintuitive, but usually people who are completely relaxed are the ones that are doing their stuff right. Right. Because they have their ducks in a row. They know what's going on and they can relax. They can be calm right. because they have everything together. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the thing that drove me the craziest was that if you looked at my numbers, mm-hmm. I was doing excellent. Yeah. They said, you're doing really well. You talk to your team really well. Everybody likes you. Blah, blah, blah. Just, just you know, blow a smoke up my ass. Right. And it's like, okay, well, why don't I get the job? Right. Well, you know, we just don't like the body language. We just don't like the way that you carry yourself. I'm like, dude, you're telling me you don't like me. Like, <laughs> that's, that's what you're telling me. You that's... work fine. We just don't like you. <laughs> it's just hard to get around that. Work like, on you're, that. You're just saying, like, we don't like how you carry yourself as a person. Yeah. And I've been there for half a decade, man. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, what else am I supposed to do? I'm not going to change who I am to get like a better position here. I can't. I'm in, I'm incapable of maintaining that facade. Like right. It's just a wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. After like six months, I'd be leaning back in the chair, you know, relaxed, talking to people like they're, I don't know, human beings, mm-hmm. shit like that. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Neither here nor there. But it's, you know, it's just been a long, hard road, man. It's yeah. just been a long, hard road. Well, I'm sure there will be other opportunities. <laughs> just you got to learn from your mistakes and yeah, 
just take it on to the next opportunity. There's always that thing. There's always that thing out there. Yeah, you keep your eye, eyes keep your eyes open. It is on not that too late. There are people twenty, thirty years your senior that are still having the same issues. You know, having to think about what they want to do with themselves for the rest <clears throat> of their lives. It's not. It's not a unique take. Can you imagine though? Can you imagine being in your fifties and thinking like? I still don't know what I want to do with my life. suck, yeah. Dude, that's a fear of mine. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's uh, that is a uh, an understandable fear, but at the same time there are a lot of people who feel that way that still aren't failures, you know, like yeah. some people just live searching and they they try to f- keep trying to find something new and something better. That's yeah. okay. That's fine. As you long think? as I think it is as long as you can find some kind of I don't know some some kind of closure in something, yeah. you know, so happiness and contentment in something, some element of your life, because your work's not everything. Yeah. It's a large part of your life for sure. It's something super important. You don't want to be anywhere you're miserable, but at the same time, if you're never quite sure like what you should be doing professionally, yet you're wholly satisfied with your romantic relationship, or your family, or mm. you know, like you're fulfilled in some other way. Mm. Or your, your hobby or something. If if something else can fulfill you and make your life happy outside of your searching for a uh, profession, I think you're okay. Hmm. I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, of course, it'd be great if you could find, you know, the love of your life. You find the job that you love that feels like your purpose in life. Uh, you have a beautiful family and you have a house and a dog and kids and whatever. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Having tens on all those across the board would be great. But, you know, I, I just feel like if overall your life is good, even if you don't have the job of your dreams, you're doing all right. Hmm. It doesn't matter. As long as you can pay the bills, <clears throat> your your head's above water. Yeah. Whatever. You're not miserable. Good. You're fine. What if you're unfulfilled in everything? <sighs> and then you got to make some changes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I mean, you know, that's not to say that there won't be um, ebbs and flows in life in which you'll have your ups and downs where you'll feel like everything's great. And then a couple weeks later, you'll feel like everything's awful. Yeah. That's just kind of the way of life. But, yeah, you know, for that, I'd say you have to look at it in averages. If you're overall miserable, you got to make some changes. Hmm. If, if you're miserable right now, but you feel like, you know, you look at a six month span of your life and the majority of that's you being happy. Then you're doing all right. Mm. You know, mm. that's what it is. It's a, it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah, interesting, yeah. <clears throat> interesting perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Because I just keep thinking, like, you know, eh, how how many of these am I going to go on? Yeah, you know, before I'm just like, you know, what the fuck? What yeah. am I doing? Yeah. When is this going to stop? When am I going to? When am I going to get? When am I going to land on something that's like, all right, I'm good here. Yeah. Like even the job that I'm at now is like, I don't want to do this shit. Right. I don't want to fucking, I don't want to fucking tell people the shit that I do now is stupid. <laughs> you know, it's stupid. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to stupid people who think that they're smart, mm-hmm. who yell at me, which the yelling doesn't bother me. I don't care about that. Like <laughs> I knew that that was like, that was part of the course of mm-hmm. the job. Right. But it's just like, I've realized something about myself. Okay. In, in a job setting, and this is obviously going to cut out, I don't know, 90% of jobs, 
<clears throat> but it's hard. It's getting harder as I get older. It's getting harder for me to put on that show for people. Yeah. And when I was younger, it used to be really easy. I actually used to enjoy it. Yeah. Like I would put on the character, put on the shit eating grin. Right. And like you go in the back and you would talk shit about the customer. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, you wouldn't believe blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it's getting harder for me as a person. I think I'm turning in my, into my dad more. Yeah. I'm, f- I'm feeling more and godlike. Yeah. When people start to yell at me over shit and I would just want to be like, look, you're the idiot here, okay? For, for, for people who don't know, and God's his dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And You're feeling more like God? I'm feeling more like God. Wow. I'm feeling more and God-like in mm. everything, in, in everything. When somebody, like, fucks up an order mm. or when somebody fucks up at a job mm-hmm. or somebody, like, talks down to me and it's getting harder and harder for me to put on that shit-eating grin right. and, just, and just be like, I get it. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> like, I just want to yeah. tell people, like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Stop being dumb. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. That's a good realization for you, but now you got to do something about it. You got to find a career that doesn't make you have to deal with that yeah. as, as much as possible. Because, you know, even if you're not in a you know public facing job, you're still going to deal with people that you have friction with. You're still going to deal with people who you may not agree with or that annoy you or, yeah. you know, whatever. But if you can find a job that doesn't require you to, to deal with people as much. I think you'll be happier. Yeah. Directly anyway. You know, yeah. no sales jobs, no, you know, uh, anything, anything that is, is front facing yeah. with, with a, an audience, you know, like you just gotta, you gotta work in the back somewhere. Yeah. Well, that, and you know, that's the craziest part about it is like, I used to think that my strength was talking to people mm-hmm. and now I'm like, well, it is, but only if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you're selective about the people that you you want to put the show on for. You want to put the show on when you want to. Yeah. But you don't want to put it on if you don't have like if you're not into it, you can't fake you can't fake the funk. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Either you have to find a job that you're passionate about that you are uh, um, people facing, mm-hmm. or you have to find a job that is just okay, but you don't have to deal with many people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's my opinion anyway. That's not bad. It's not a bad thought. Yeah. Because people are human beings. Humans buddy. are rough. They yeah. are. They really are. They, yeah. they, you got to have a thick skin to work in the service industry. <clears throat> yeah. It's just, they, they, high tolerance for BS. People have this entitlement. Yeah, for sure. You know, of like, I paid for this service, so you need to bend over backwards. You're my for slave me. now. Yeah. For this allotted time, you will do whatever the fuck I want mm-hmm. you to do. And it's like, dude, that's not how this works. No. You called in for a problem. I'm going to fix that problem. Or, you know, somebody's going to, this problem's going to get fixed. Right. But you don't get to talk to me however you want to talk to no. me. No. Just makes them feel better. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. They're, you're a punching bag for them. And I'm not here to do that no more, man. Right. I'm not here to be, I'm not here to fucking make people feel better. I'm here to like, you know, I want to fix people's problems. I want to mm-hmm. help people. But I'm here, I'm not here, I'm not, that's just, that fucking. Right. Call therapist. It, 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 it shaves away at you. Yeah. It starts to just dull the edges of you as a person. Yeah. It takes away something from you. <laughs> Your when, spirit dies a little. It does. Inside. It yeah. really does. Like it starts slowly but surely when people do you like that and you have to just keep eating it and mm-hmm. eating it. It 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 takes something from you. Yeah. You know? Yep. And being in the customer service industry, like you you just deal with so many people who are like, How can you be this kind of person? Yeah. Don't you understand like 
I'm a person too, man. Yeah, yeah. We're all people. <laughs> like, I'm not a robot. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. You, you, you know, you yelling at me like not only does it hurt my feelings, but the way that I'm going to react to that is by wanting to strangle you. Like, right. you're not, I'm not gonna cry. I'm gonna beat the yeah. shit out of you. Like, you understand? I, I'm here to help you. Right. I'm trying to help you. Yeah, that's the, my job. I get paid right money to help you right. to make you happier. Why would you ups? Why would you want to upset me? It must be how like paramedics feel when they're trying to help like somebody who's ODing and they're right. like fighting with them. Right. It's like no, just tell me what's yeah. wrong. It's like, dude, I'm here to. I'm help. trying to save your life. I want you to live. Please relax. Don't fight me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, I don't know. There's something about human nature that leads... Human beings. Yeah, that leads us to As be... Uh, uh, George St. Pierre would say, human, human beings. beings. Human beings. Uh, anyway, yeah. one day, one day, one day we'll get past it. I'm going to grab another uh, lactate just in case. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, just because we're, we're, we're double dipping on this These baby. These puppies are thick. I'm going to give you a little bit more, too. <laughs> Ow! <clears throat> While he's grabbing that, I just want to say, um, I listened to this record by Boogie, who just who signed to um, Shady. He just put out an album. It's called Everything's for Sale, and it's it's an incredible record. Have you listened to Boogie? Uh, Everything's for Sale. I have not, dude. When I'm looking on Twitter and people talking about albums and stuff. Mm. They're talking about the wrong albums, you know. <laughs> they're they're not mm-hmm. talking about the. They're not talking about Saba. They're not talking about mm-hmm. Boogie. They're not talking about Fonte. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about Nipsey Hustle. Yeah, we're talking about fuck. We're talking about the wrong people. I'm not even gonna hit. I'm not even gonna no. shit on the other no, no, people. No. We're talking about the wrong people. There's records that are coming out that are incredible. People. What what got you onto uh, Boogie? Um, it made it made a little bit of noise online. Uh-huh. Uh, but not that much. I yeah. honestly was just like tired. I was I didn't I didn't want to listen to a podcast, but I didn't want to listen to music that I had heard before. Mm-hmm. So I went to New Music on Apple Music, and the first thing that that was put up was um, Boogie's new album. Mm-hmm. So whatever money he, well, I know what money he has behind him. He has shady money behind oh, him. Oh, there you so go. He's got that Eminem money. Yeah, and that money got him on the front page of Apple's New Music browsing page. And so that was good enough for me to go, eh, fuck it. Compton MC, yeah. signed to Shady Aftermath. I'll listen. Yeah. I had actually, come to think of it, I saw on um, on Spotify mm-hmm. for my new music radar or whatever it's called, that yeah. playlist they always put out. Yeah. Uh, that personalizes whatever the new music they think you're going to be into is, is out. Yeah. Um, I think his track with Eminem was on there. That uh, That's a bad song. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I didn't. I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it. But I saw it and I was like, ah, no. Eminem just he just puts out this. Is it is it the is it the infamous line? The she sheep herder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it comes F- from. Fuck that what song. you heard. Yeah, fuck what you heard. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, sir? Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Yeah, sir? pull up the line. Pull up the I'll, line. I'll pull up yeah. the line. Just so that people know, it's what we're talking about here. <laughs> Hold on. I think the song's called Rainy Days. Mm. Rainy Days. But in the meantime, you're saying the, the album itself is, is very good. But the album itself, yes. Very Outside good. Of that song. Very good record. Um, brutally honest. It's like this. Um, it's just. Uh, yeah, it's called Rainy Days. <clears throat> it, it's. It reminded me a lot of Saba. Really? Because it's like this guy being like really honest about um, 
who he is as a person, his mm-hmm. situation, what he's going through, stuff like that. And uh, I was just I was just floored by the fact that like no one's no one's talking about this record, and mm-hmm. it's just so it just came out. It's just so good. Yeah, he says uh, this is the record. Uh, I mean, this is the the lyric. Eminem says, "I left my legacy hurt, fucking absurd, like a shepherd having sex with a sheep." Fuck what you heard, Ugh. dude. And that's not even like the worst. He just he, he's just full of them. He's just full of them on this. I was talking my ear. I got an idea, like the clerk when you're trying to buy beer. Idea, yeah. Idea. idea. Like that's not clever. No. Okay, that's a pun. You're a forty-year-old. Stop it, sir. We can tell. Stop it. You are you are showing your age with this horrific way that you rap nowadays. Idea. Idea. But yeah, the record's really good. So I would suggest you know, 2019. I think it's starting pretty strong. Uh, go out and get go out and listen to Everything's for Sale by mm-hmm. Boogie because it's a it's a it's a really good record. Like the album starts. And he's like, I'm tired, you know, I'm tired of trying to impress people. I'm tired of, I'm tired of wondering if God's real. I want to be murdered already. And then like this gunshot. And I was oh, like, God. like, dude, I was driving and I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> dark. <laughs> that is super dark. But like, um, I mean, dark in like the best way though. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like who else, who isn't thinking stuff like that? Not not melodramatically dark. But no, just, no, yeah. exactly. Understandably exactly. dark. It's like relatably dark. It's right. like yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to see what's on the other side, just to know if I'm right or wrong. Uh-huh. It's 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 a really good it's a really good album. Yeah, so. Who would you recommend it for? Was it just like hip hop fans or uh... hip hop heads? Uh, people who. I, I don't want to sell it too short. Like if you're if you're somebody who is is on this train of like, because everybody's really into mental health uh-huh. and speaking about your feelings and things right. like that. If you want the musical equivalent to that, mm-hmm. get the, listen to this record. Okay. So it's, you're saying it's not like a a party anthem record? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I'm just trying trying to let people know like if you're looking for something more like Migos, Mm-mm. it's not going to work no, out. No, for no, you. no, 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 right? Not like that. Yeah, opposite of that. Just set expectations for people, and and those records are good. Yeah, you know when you're in the mood for those. Oh records. no, I'm not. I'm not trying to talk down about them. I'm just saying, uh, know what you're getting into because yes. there's going to be people going into this going, I like rap. Yeah, and they listen to that and they go, this is a bummer. Yeah, it it kind of is a bummer. Yeah, but in the best way, in a good though. way, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'll give it a listen. I'm all about <coughs> bummer music. I think you'll like it. Yeah, I think you'll like I it. I think I will too. So before we get out of here, fuck what you heard. We gotta <laughs> like a shepherd fucking a sheep. Why would a shepherd be fucking a sheep, dude? I don't know. Why is he thinking about that? Well, the, see, the thing is about like metaphors is there. There has to be like it has to make sense. Right. That shit don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, a metaphor is you know like this thing is like this thing in this way, and that's why it it relates to that thing. I that's guess why it's clever. I guess I guess there's like a just a. A comical thought of a shepherd fucking his sheep i guess but like mm, no it's a stretch yeah yeah it's also just awkward it's an awkward line yeah eh. it just doesn't work it just doesn't work no for i mean everything that he's done in the past like i don't know five ten years <laughs> it just doesn't and i i said i said this earlier but like 
his rhymes are just dad jokes. They are. That yeah. he just rhymes really well. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. They're just if 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 I just said that to you if if I just walked up to you and was like hey man like a shepherd fucking his sheep fuck what you heard mm-hmm. you'd be like Ugh, ugh god it's like a bad line in a movie yeah it's awful it's awful that's not it's awful yeah it's, it's pretty awful. bad yep but we digress yes let's get into a small portion of some trailer trash trailer trash trailer trash <laughs> Uh, this week saw the release of a a a, a, a pretty pretty controversial trailer. Yes, very highly controversial. Yeah. So <clears throat> we got our first look at Zac Efron as Ted Bundy mm-hmm. in the film Wickedly Whatever. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull this back up. It's a stupid. It's, it's long a Death Cab for Cutie song. <laughs> right, it's a Smith song. Uh, <laughs> extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. The Ted Bundy. Movie. Extremely wicked, <laughs> shockingly, shockingly evil, vile. It's a uh, yeah. It's a it's a bad title. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a bad title for a movie. long one. It's a bad title. Uh, I'm gonna put my phone down. I'm not gonna repeat that title <laughs> ever. It's it's the Ted Bundy movie. The Ted Bundy movie. It's yeah. like when you not like, the documentary. There's a no. recent documentary on Netflix that everybody's talking about too. The Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah, not that one. Not that uh, one. Confessions of a Murderer. I think that one's called. Okay. Um, they're putting a lot of shit like that on Netflix. Well, it's, it's one of those weird. I think like uh, volcano. Uh, what, what's the the peak? Something peak. The the two. Uh, Two volcano movies that came out at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, 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 fuck. Crimson Peak? No, no. Uh, people are yelling at their <laughs> at their radios right now. Uh, well, yeah, but basically that, that's that's <laughs> the, the volcano movies. That's the phenomenon. Uh, Deep Impact in Armageddon. Yeah, How about that? there you go. There you go. Uh, 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 Olympus has fallen, and. Um, um, the other president <laughs> <it>. movie. <laughs> yes, yes, you know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, and you know, once, once, once one thing does it, we're like, oh, this, we're gonna make some money off of this. Let's right, fucking right. do this thing. Well, again, it's one of those weird things. Like we we're talking about Toronto, actually, off the off the mics about the same phenomenon where it's it, it is that it's like, how does this happen? Yeah. Is it just a weird like? Uh, wormhole thing where we yeah. just we're talking about the same thing at the same times. Yeah, we're just, making movies about the same thing at the same times. One thing is in the zeitgeist right now, right? And we're all focusing on that thing because all these things take time to develop. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, it's usually what it is is a studio will hear about another studio developing and putting a lot of money behind mm-hmm. a project, and that's how they end up going. Well, let's hop on this too. We think it, this one's going to have a pretty good wave that we can we can ride. Yeah. You know, yeah, so. I mean, man, anybody thinks that something like this is a coincidence. Like, you obviously have no idea how movies get made, right? I mean, we're not like experts. No, but no, we, no. we know a little bit. We know enough to say like, there's no way that this is mm-hmm. just a coincidence. No, Netflix no. didn't come out with a documentary at the same time. Zach well, Efron was in a big budget studio and, film and about to, the same person. To be honest, like the the serial killer train's been rolling since Mindhunter on Netflix. Right, right. Um, there's been a lot of that. On yeah. There. There's a lot of documentaries on there. I, I would say even before that, I would say to making uh, or how to make a murderer. Uh, making the, a murderer. Making a murderer. Yeah. Uh, how how? What's the other one? That's the that's the uh, Viola Davis show. How to how to 
Get Away With Murder. How to Get Away uh, With Murder. Okay. That's her TV show. Well, yeah, I mean... And like, then there's Making a Murder. I think Making a Murder was like the big jumping... I mean, we've had these for years. Oh, for Forensic sure, for, shows. For sure. And, and not only that, but like even going further back than that, obviously, you know, uh, Hannibal. Like yeah. All, everything having to do with the, that serial killer craze. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, um, you know, huge, huge podcast. Um, serial. Serial, yes. Serial 2. Serial was big. Um, let's see. Um, there's another one I was thinking of in particular. Um, specific, oh, uh, My Favorite Murder. Yes, yes. My is another yes. huge, specifically one. murder serial killer podcast. So yeah. the zeitgeist has been building yeah. to this point. And Ted Bundy is Ted Bundy's top five. You know, yeah. We're oh, talking sure. about Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, um uh, Marilyn, Ma- or not Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Manson. Uh, but you know uh, the Monroe, the, uh, Marilyn Monroe, the the Manson family. Yes. Uh, you know Ted Ted Bundy's up there with yeah. like the most notorious serial killers. Yeah. Ever. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're getting all this stuff. We're getting flooded with all this stuff. Trailer comes out for Zac Efron's take on it, and the trailer is surprisingly like. A beat, energetic, cool, it's man. A, yeah, it looks like uh, bam, 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 bam. this shit looks like fucking Ocean's Eleven yes. or some shit. <laughs> it looks cool as fuck. Yeah, they make him look super cool, right? Yeah. And so people were upset. People <laughs> yeah. were not happy. They were like, "Dude, what the fuck, this, man?" This just so you guys know. Spoiler alert: He rapes and murders women, <laughs> like a lot of them. Not only women, <laughs> little girls too. Yeah, dude, he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. He's not a good person. No, not somebody you want to root for. <clears throat> not in the slightest. No. But they, they kind of, uh, in this trailer, kind of pose him as you would like a mobster or somebody. You know, where it's like, oh, yeah, they're a bad guy, but, you know, they're kind of cool. Yeah. You know, that that's the kind of vibes they, they give off on this. He's this handsome, you know, uh, debonair, uh, uh, attractive dude mm. who just happens to, you know... Do some gross things on the side. Yeah. I think that I think that this is a really good examination of our own biases mm-hmm. and how um, the media and ad agencies can define for us how we feel about things. Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> we... Most of us around our age and older know who Ted Bundy is and know what he did and know that he's a disgusting person. Yeah. So when I saw that trailer, the first thought in my mind was like, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. that's how he lured people in. He right. was a charming, good looking. Yeah. Like, he was a modern day rock. He was yeah. a fucking cool dude. Mm-hmm. And that's why he, he was able, he was at, ca- at, at able to do least so a normal things. dude. Yeah. You know, like, the, you, wouldn't, <clears throat> you wouldn't blink an eye at. No. He was a fucking, I mean, he was, a, by all intents and purposes, or for all intents and purposes, he was a fucking cool guy. People yeah. liked him. He was a likable dude. Yeah. He, he seems like, fine. Yeah. People were into him. Good right. looking guy. That's yeah. how he got so many women. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that, it makes sense that right. the way that they would um, present the film mm-hmm. is not just, you know, you have to, like, find it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have yeah. to find that he's cool. Like, no, the entire film is based around the fact that he was a cool guy. Right. Like, the vibe of the movie is like, look at this cool fucking dude right. doing this crazy shit. I see, I, I get that argument and I understand it. And, and honestly, if that's what they intended, smart. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. But I don't think they're that <clears throat> smart. What I think is they made this trailer in poor taste. <laughs> and they they leaned, at very least, they leaned too far into that cool element. Yeah. And they tried to make him almost look like this anti-hero. Yeah. Like a Hannibal. Hannibal's yeah. gross and this disgusting, vile villain. But at the same time, you're like, he's interesting, though. And but, that, but that was um, that was Anthony Hopkins' fault, though. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I, he was he was from what I understand. I haven't read the books, but from what I understand, he's written as such. Yeah, is like being this really in, hyper intelligent, like deceivingly like uh, trustworthy person. Yeah, he's a doctor. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Yeah, um, like. He is the one person you wouldn't think you'd be in danger with. Right. You trust him. And on top of that, he's he is hyper intelligent. So he drew he draws you in. And he's culture highly cultured. Mm. And somebody that you look at as like being better than you. Yeah. But really he's a psycho killer. Yeah. He's not psycho he's Um Anyway, uh, yeah, too so, easy for Mine Hunter to use that, but yeah, they did. Yeah, they had to. Yeah, had they to. had to. Um, but yeah, so uh, with this, it's different because he was a real guy who murdered people. Right. Um, this isn't a fictionalized person. But even so, like Silence of the Lambs didn't have a trailer like that. Hannibal the movie didn't have a trailer like that. Yeah. Um, you know, usually they know smart enough to to make these people, uh, these serial killers into the villains that they are. Now I understand if, if Ted Bundy's entire thing is like, he's a trap. Mm. He's, he's an attractive trap. That's in wait for another victim to come away, to to come his way. And he's going to rape and murder them. Right. I get that. And if that's the element they're going with, they're going to lean into great, you know, a great understanding of who that guy was. Right. However, I think in the trailer, and I, mind you, I understand making a trailer is hard. You only have a couple minutes at most. Yeah. I think that they needed to cut the music, the cool rock music, Yeah. when he was murdering people. Yeah. I know they couldn't get so gruesome because this is like a commercial they'd put on TV. But, you know, like make that as as disgusting as you possibly can to, to juxtapose between him being this cool rock star dude but then also being this disgusting, vile villain that yeah. is like a snake, you know, like they didn't show enough of that. What they made it look like is he's this attractive, cool dude who yeah. happens to murder on the side. Yeah. See, I think the difference between this trailer and let's say like how OJ is portrayed in the uh, miniseries on, on mm-hmm. uh, FX with uh, Cuba Gooding. The People versus O.J. Simpson. Yes. Yeah. He's portrayed that way because technically he was acquitted mm-hmm. and we don't know what actually happened. And part of what makes that time in this country so interesting is how everything got convoluted and conflated mm-hmm. into all these other well, issues. It became a race issue. Right. It became just, uh, not just a race issue, but like society and like one versus the other. And mm-hmm. like, it just became this huge yeah. thing where it was simply a guy who was accused of murdering two people. And for all intents and purposes, again, evidence was pretty fucking rock solid. <laughs> yeah. 
And so that's interesting. And to play him up as a person who is almost sympathetic or somebody who you're like, well, I could see how he didn't do it, maybe. Mm -hmm. Or even not even thinking that, but thinking why the jury would think that because they didn't prove beyond a reasonable right. doubt that he did do it. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Ted Bundy. He admitted to it. Exactly. Yeah. This shit is known, dude. Right. We know what the fuck. Now, he probably murdered more people than we'll ever know. He he. Tr at the very end, he tried to save his ass by admitting to everything he did. Yeah. He said he murdered 30 plus women. So... so so that, yeah. you know, that is, that's a piece of knowledge that you have to take into account. Like, we know that this person is a sick, sadistic killer, rapist, mm -hmm. pedophile, like, insane person. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of put that in there. At the same time, we're trying to sell tickets, dog. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to sell tickets, dog. Yeah. We got Zac Efron. We're trying to make a fucking movie. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm not trying to make a documentary. I'm not trying to bum people out. This is a fucking movie. Yeah. This is a fictionalized version of... And I say that because that's <clears throat> the way that probably studios are looking at it. Like, look, I understand why people would be upset, but we're trying to fucking sell tickets. Yeah. We're trying to get people... We're trying to get asses in seats. Mm -hmm. You know? It's strange to me that there's people who are our age who would be offended by this trailer. Mm. You know, yeah. it's one thing to look at it like, what the fuck is that? Mm -hmm. It's another thing to be like, I can't, not mm -hmm. Ted Bundy. It's like, how much do you really know about Ted Bundy <laughs> that you're that offended? Is your Was your aunt one of the people who got murdered? Like, how? Well, you know, honestly, this this isn't, you know, this isn't like um, Jack the Ripper. So, like, these murders happened in not that long ago. True. 70s. I mean, could have been somebody's aunt who yeah, got murdered. Absolutely. Like, Definitely. If, if, if it's, uh, you know. Maybe a generation removed from us. Maybe two. I'm not saying that it's okay. <clears throat> what I'm saying is I'm not going to judge an artistic leap because it seems crass. Let's let's also remember this is a trailer. Yeah. It's not the movie. The movie itself could tell that story I was hoping for. Yeah. Which is, yes, on one side, he's an attractive, you know, Joe Schmo. But on the other end, he's this disgusting, vile creature who is not a hero. Yeah. Uh, and you know, hopefully they make that plainly apparent. And you're, he's not somebody that you're rooting for throughout the entire movie. But it's more of like a character study. And you, you see him as this this weird freak of nature, mm -hmm. you know? Well, well, something that I was getting at um, before and I kind of like got lost uh, in the forest a little bit was no matter how cool you portray a person if you have sense enough to know what that person did and what they were capable of mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how and they could wear a leather jacket and listen yep. to your favorite music and be the most charming person on the planet mm -hmm. they're still a piece of shit right right and so i think that that's kind of the point mm -hmm. you know i hope that yeah. that's kind of the point is they're going look at how cool this fucking person was people loved him this is why he was able to do what he did for so long. Right. But at the end of the day, he was still a piece of shit. Yeah. And like, look how easily you were fooled. You watched this trailer and you were like, he seems like a cool fucking guy. Yeah. That's why he was able to lure people into a soft, a, a, a sense of, of security. Right. That's how he was able to murder them. Yeah. Yeah. Because he fucking convinced them that he was it's a like, cool dude. It's like an nice angler guy. fish. 
Yeah, exactly. Right. He dangled that little light in front mm-hmm. of you. You're, you're out in the darkness. You don't know what the fuck is going right. on. You get that little light and you're like, there's light at the end. There's hope here. Yeah. And then fucking then sharp teeth. Boom, you're done. Yep. And that's the point. I hope. Right. I hope that that's, what, that's the point I, of the movie. That's exactly what we're saying here is like, we haven't seen the movie. So we have to hold judgment until then. I think people <clears> who are offended, I understand why you are. But at the same time, watch the movie first. Yeah. The trailer. Don't, don't jump to Relax. conclusions, man. Have a coffee. You know, just fucking chill. Just watch the movie. You actually watch... no. Have a chamomile tea. Have a, have a chamomile tea, dude. Yeah. Do that. Have a chamomile tea, dude. Teal dude. <laughs> teal dude. Have a teal dude. You watched a, two minutes of a two-hour movie. Yeah. And you're gonna judge it. Mm-hmm. Like relax. That's fine. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> we should judge something though. And that we will do, my friend. Mm-hmm. We will judge these beers. All right. So, what we have here, just to reiterate, was the Wrong Island um, Milkshake IP- IPA. Milkshake IPA from Red Cypress. 7.9 ABV. Yeah, boy. Ooh, excuse me. Maxim the Plug provided this to us in a crowler. Bless. And uh, I'll just start. Because okay. usually you start. I always... usually do, yeah. You caught me <laughs> off guard here. I know. I gotcha. I thought it was really, really good. I was pleasantly surprised at the fact that it was flavorful but not too overbearing. Um, What they were going for, I think that they did really well. Like um, Lottie said that she doesn't really like Red Cypress, period. Like Mm. the beers that she's had from there, she's not a big fan of. Yeah. But this, I don't know. I think she has to taste this one. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm a little biased because I like pina coladas. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, you like pina coladas. (laughs) Confession time. Uh Uh-huh. That was the first drink I ever had in my entire life. Oh, I had goodness. a virgin pina colada. Okay. And then when I got old enough to, well, old enough that somebody would give me a drink, <laughs> uh, the first thing I was like, oh, can I get a pina colada? And I had no idea like how, I don't know, I guess feminine that uh, was to ask for something like that. You're like, fine. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck. But I'm just saying when I was younger, it was like, you know, you don't ask for that. Give me a jack on the rocks. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that was the first drink I ever had. So I have like this weird bias towards it. So whenever I go to like, um, what's that? What's that restaurant? The Caribbean restaurant? Bahama Breeze. Bahama Breeze. Yes. They yeah. have a really good pina colada. As they should. And I'm like, just give me the pina colada. I'm not even going to fuck around. Give me that. Give me the coconut shrimp. I enjoy their zombie. Person. Yes. Their zombie's really good too. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Um, but anyway, so I, I like this a lot. I thought it was very fra- flavorful. Mm-hmm. I like liked it. Um, seven point nine, I think, is is a good balance. Like it's strong, but it's not like overbearing. Right. Like I didn't taste the alcohol in no, it. No, no, no. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a five, man. Yeah. I think I'm gonna give it a five. I'm gonna give it a five. Okay. Are yeah. I uh, I was going for a five as well. I agree with uh, yeah, basically all the points you were saying. I I enjoy the fact that it's. Again, I was I was very afraid that the flavor is going to be overpoweringly creamy yeah. based on the vanilla and the lactose, um, but yeah, no, not at all. It was delicious. Yeah, um, very well balanced. The uh, the IPA bitterness was smoothed out by that lactose and the vanilla flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there, there's also a bit of that tart kick from the uh, the pineapple yeah. flavor. But none of this is like it doesn't it doesn't taste like I don't know, like a, a, a like a milkshake. 
really yeah. it, it, in in the sense that it's like overly sweet that's actually a weird name for it yeah when i, I get actually why, drink it i get why they would say that but initially that turned me off yeah that idea of like drinking something that's sweet and creamy mm. um but in actual actually tasting it it's it's not that thick not that creamy not that overpowering not that sweet yeah i really like it too i'm gonna give it a five all right unanimous five for the wrong island milkshake ipa from red cypress this has been the one beer podcast for myself marco dupa for adam obesius rodriguez yeah boy thank you guys for listening look us up on the podcasty websites on all the social medias one beer in that's where we are on all that bullshit like share and subscribe thank you again for listening <laughs> uh thank you red cypress too thank you red cypress thank you. that's good thank you red cypress for providing this beer to us it was delicious that is not that is an unbiased opinion if we hated it we would have told you guys yes. because we have no like what's the point we're not getting paid for this shit <laughs> so there's care. no reason to not fucking shit on these people if we needed to right so uh that's it have a good evening